Blog Talk Radio. Well, you know what that music means. It is Wednesday night. Time for Ask on the Cards of the Change Network on blogtalkradio.com forward slash CSTC. We are the highlight of your Wednesday night. We answer anything and everything, no matter how smart or how stupid, on this show. You can call in at 646-727-2364 to answer or ask questions live on the air. Of course, you can also ask those questions on ask.fm forward slash CSTC. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at AskCSTC, and of course, follow us at RealJasonRivera, at Johnny Landon, at Brian D. Roth, and of course, at Crispin underscore Wah. Now, we're waiting for a special guest tonight. Our special guest, of course, is AIW's Michael Hutter, formerly known as Derek Bateman of the WWE. He should be calling sometime within the hour, so we're waiting for him, anxiously expecting his arrival. How are you guys doing today? Landon, I'm doing, are you here? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm doing great. I just, you know, I'm excited because we got a lot of people tuning in who normally wouldn't. And uh, to them, I say hello. And, and if, if you're female and if you're attractive, then please follow me on Twitter, at Johnny Landon, and feel free to send me revealing photos. Yeah, and, and revealing photos. I mean, if, if you're worried about the way that sounds because it sounds too risque or too naughty, you can hashtag baseball cards. It's our safe word. You don't have to tell it's, your husband. It's not really safe anymore now because now everybody knows it. So, it's, it's you know. Yeah. But yeah. What the fuck is eating during the show? Brian Roth, are, are you eating a rice cake? What the hell are you doing? Are you that, unwrapping that, a condom? That is a negative. That is a negative. I'm over here happy, having a happy Hodgnick. It's uh, at Brian D. Roth on Twitter. If you want to tweet to me, please add the hashtag happy Hodgnick. That's H-O-D-G-E-N-I-C-K. I am really, really glad to be here. I'm looking forward to hearing from Michael. Yeah, and of course, we do have somebody who joins us. Uh, from the afterlife consistently every week. Here's our correspondent from the level of hell that we will probably be joining when we pass away for all the horrible shit that we say on the air. Of course, I'm talking about our friend, the Crippler. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. I hear things are picking up over there in hell. I hear you have a new addition. Yeah, we're, uh, we're starting our Sopranos reunion show. <laughs> well, see, that that's sort of funny because there was all this talk about, hey, we'll do a Sopranos movie, and I guess now you guys are going to get the exclusive on that down there, huh? I guess we get it seven years before you guys do, huh? <laughs> well, that's just unfair. I mean, of course, the technology in the lowest level of hell, seven years behind the rest of the human race. Uh, Mr. Benoit calls in from a Motorola Razor to this show pretty constantly, and uh, he's here. So what do you think about our guest who's up and coming, uh, Michael Hutter? Have you gotten to see any of his work? Are you are you familiar with him? I believe the uh, the I saw him on uh, one of the episodes of NXT, and um, he was he, he was him and uh, the guy who's my uh, illegitimate son. Um, they were doing this this thing where they knew what each other were thinking. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, my my memory is not what it used to be. <laughs> well, clearly. But I guess in the meantime, until uh, Michael Hutter arrives, we do have some questions 
in the queue. Of course, we always have questions. We talk about everything and anything, not just wrestling. We consider ourselves uh, an entertainment show that happens to have wrestlers on it from time to time and a ghost. So, and uh, someone said last week the show is chaotic, and another person said that it's like being hit with a super soaker from six different directions. And for some reason, that reminds me of pee porn. I, I thought that sounded like a bukkake party. Quite yeah, nice. maybe maybe we remind people of bukkake. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but Probably actually, uh, actually, at Jackie Joy, our guest last week has been in some uh, some drenching videos with uh, lots of bukkake. So you might want to check that out online. Yeah, that's kind of a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were hoping uh, we were hoping that you would allow us to talk about suck balls too with her, but last week was apparently Brian Roth appreciation. <laughs> I appreciated you by buying you a new headset. Yeah, yeah, actually, um, Ontario <laughs> Anna, uh, my number one fan from up in the Great White North, uh, as part of Brian Roth. Appreciation Week. They uh, they gifted me with this awesome headset. I hope I'm uh, I hope I'm sounding a lot crisper and clearer. Thanks a lot. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and answer a few questions while we're waiting for our guests to arrive. Of course, we do have the Ask.fm question of the day. Usually a lackluster, boring, drab, shitty question. Uh, they want to know, and I quote: If you had to choose the type of color you thought represented yourself, what would it be? I'm going to start this with, of course, uh, Mr. Benoit. How are you doing? What's, what do you think? What color represents you? What color says Crippler? Periwinkle. Periwinkle? <laughs> That's not what There's I want to There's nothing more crippling than that color when you go into a room with it. You just stare at it. Like, you you can't describe what it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's kind of weird, but all right. Uh, Johnny, what about you? If you have a color that describes you. Uh, probably purple, because uh, sometimes I'm gay, sometimes I'm not. <laughs> wow. Not literally, of course, but, you know. Uh, Brian Roth. Is black a color? Uh, actually, it's, uh, I think it's considered a shade, not a yeah, color. Yeah, I think it's a shade. I'm going to go with color. <laughs> actually, yeah, you're right. It is the absence of color. I guess uh, I guess it would then be midnight blue if I have to pick a color. That's pretty much the closest to black. I gotta go with red. Uh, most of the stuff I own is red or some offshoot of red. I think that I'm generally an angry person, a temperamental person. I feel like uh, beating up the person who's eating Rice Krispie treats on this show right now. <laughs> I assure you, it's Krispies. not me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, why, why is he eating Rice Krispies? Well, why would he have those? Why would he have those in hell? Wouldn't I thought dead people don't eat? Wouldn't they pop into popcorn? I thought they eat babies in hell. Yeah, I'm not eating anything. Well, somebody's <laughs> eating, and it's driving me fucking crazy, I'm telling yeah, what you. What the hell is that? I don't know. We're very professional here, yeah. if you can tell already. So I do have this question for you guys. Uh, this is a good question for the panel. Basically, somebody wants to know, why is everybody all of Amanda Bynes' ass? Is what she says really that controversial compared to everyone else's everyday tweets on the planet? I don't know. Have you seen the girl's ass? <laughs> 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 she's really kind of, I mean, I don't know. She's not really the most attractive girl. She looks more and more like a fish every time I see a photo of her. I mean, her tits her are nice. Her face is weird, though. Like, it looks like she was, like, compressed or squished or something. <laughs> she looks like isn't, she's in, like, a funhouse in one of those mirrors. Isn't that what the blockheads do to people in Gumby? Yeah, I think so. But I, I, there's a the thing with Amanda Bynes. I, I think that she's actually pretty smart because the entire thing is just a fucking gimmick, and she's working everybody. And everybody's falling for it because nobody really gave a shit about her since, like, 2001 or whatever when she was on Nickelodeon. So she's got this whole thing going on now, and she's pretending to be crazy, and it's really just a load of shit. 
So, I mean, hey, good for her. If she can get money and attention from it, I wish I could do the same. But if I act crazy on me. Twitter... It, it did. If I act crazy on Twitter, though, nobody gives a shit. So, you know, I mean, my, my 800 followers are used to it. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Brian Roth? I mean, do you think this is just an elaborate sort of hoax by Amanda Bynes? Does it even deserve our attention? I mean, is no, this I, worthy? I, I, I personally... Um, I would think that this is probably the beginning of some type of schizophrenic disorder. She's right about the right age, even though she's a woman, and it's less likely in women. Um, either that or it's the formula of stupid white trash plus money, like we've seen with Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan, and then you get these uh, epic meltdowns where these uh, little sense of entitlement bitches think that they can just do and say whatever the hell they want. Everybody's going to kiss their ass. Uh, also, just wanted to mention, uh, one of my fans went ahead and tweeted me, on Twitter, at Brian D. Roth. It's Jerry Sandusky 89 He says, Brian D. Roth, you're super annoying on the show, and bring it to a screeching halt. You keep mentioning Hodgnick like you are in the loop. Well, I just want to say thank you, Jerry Sandusky 89 for being a fan. Hope you keep listening. That uh, is kind of interesting. That's your former um, co-worker, Jerry Sandusky from Penn State. You and him have a long history together. <laughs> it, it's actually, it's legitimately him, I think. <clears throat> He's really? actually a fan of the show, yeah. I, I heard he likes Benoit. Wow, nice. <laughs> That's weird because Joe Paterno likes him. What we're going to do actually right now, because of the fact that we don't actually have a whole lot of time to add callers, once our guest gets on here, usually it becomes a little bit harder to add callers on to the, uh, onto the program. We're actually going to let callers on sort of lightning round. You get to answer one question with us, then we kick you off and go to the next one. Uh, so we're going to let the 216 on the line. 216, you're on ask. Hey, everybody. Hey, how you doing? Is this 94? Yeah. See, that's disappointing. We were hoping it was uh, Michael Hutter because he is from Ohio, and that's an Ohio area code. Uh, so we're going to go for this question, and it's going to be about the Xbox One. Earlier today, Microsoft announced all of the DRM issues with the Xbox One not being able to play used games without charging a fee were going to be lifted, turning it into a standard video game system. Do you think that this is going to help Xbox uh, retain some sort of semblance of being part of the video game race, or do you feel that the damage has already been done? Um, I think it's a good thing. I'm personally not a Microsoft player. I prefer Sony, and... Uh, I, I really hate the fact that Sony isn't letting people have backwards compatibility, and I hope the PlayStation 4 fixes that. But, yeah, the Xbox One looks pretty awesome. I mean, now what do you think? Brian Roth, owner of the Wii U, probably the only person who owns it on the earth, uh, I mean, do you think that now the Xbox One is looking appealing now that there's no longer a restriction, even though it's still $100 more expensive, even though it still has a camera always watching you? Do you feel like you would actually consider purchasing the system now that you don't have to worry about buying used games or about checking in online every 24 hours or, or being able to uh, being unable to play video games unless you're online? Um, well, you know, I read um, I read a report today that Microsoft is backtracking. Originally, the uh, the president of Microsoft, the president of uh, the Xbox division, um, he was asked what people should do if they just don't have an internet connection and they want to play. Xbox games like oh yeah we have a system for that it's called the Xbox 360 you can just play that and apparently that was very insulting um, yeah I mean as far as I know they're now backtracking on the always on and on the uh, authentication for the games but the hundred dollar difference and the fact that the only the only exclusive franchises that Microsoft really has 
that I would be interested in would be uh, Halo, but I don't like first-person shooters anyway. So when it comes to all the big releases, like the Metal Gears, the NBA 2K, you know, Grand Theft Auto, and then uh, the Sony The Show baseball game, which is way better than 2K, and $100 less, I think I would go for the PS4. But, I mean, quite quite frankly, I'm happy with my Wii U being a doorstop <laughs> in my apartment. So, uh, you know, I have no need for the PS4. Now, Johnny Landon, uh, do you think that this really matters to anybody, or do you think that this is going to be a constant problem uh, with the Xbox One? Do you think they've already done too much damage on a publicity standpoint to... Uh, yeah, I mean, useful? not only did they already fuck themselves by looking like assholes and saying ridiculous shit and kind of just insulting their consumers, but, uh, you know, I mean, now it's more expensive, that, and then also just the fact that I don't trust them. I mean, if they're watching me, I don't want them watching me. That's weird. Who knows what they could do? And not only that, but I think just based on principle of them being dickheads, I would buy a PS4. Not that I'll buy any new system within the next five years anyway, because I'm always, like, years behind like Benoit, but I, I think I'll go with the PS4 when I do buy one. Yeah, I was actually on uh, on Fat Ninja Game Talk Radio. You can find it on the Ninja Geek uh, Podbean Network. Uh, and we were talking about it earlier, but I said that people who go out and buy a system uh, without waiting at least a year are idiots. I mean, you're waiting in line for however long, uh, three, four days outside of Best Buy to be one of the first to buy a system that's overpriced, doesn't have any games for it yet, that you have to buy all sorts of accessories with, just to say you had it first, and then chances are, if it's defective, you're going to look like an idiot when the thing gives you a red ring of death, a yellow light of death, or, or whatever the hell else is wrong with it. I would rather sit back and let the system sort of develop themselves, and then after a year decide, oh, hey, this is what I'm going to buy, and this is what's looking appealing to me. Plus, it's now already usually gone through a price drop or two by the time that's come along. So I don't understand what the big deal is. I think everybody is in a rush to have something new that they're not even going to use. I mean, I guess people are just irresponsible. Maybe I'm an adult. I don't know. I have fucking bills to pay. I don't have time or money to, to waste on a system that's $500 that's going to sit there and do nothing. And by the time it has anything that I care about playing, it's already gone to $400. So it, it sounds kind of stupid to me. I think that um, I heard Brian is going to, to pre-order it because he's so anxious to get his hands on the uh, Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> he just has to give his money to them right now. No, I, I, I see absolutely no incentive on pre-ordering a machine. What, what are you going to do? It might give run away, Brian. It might yeah, not be yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I might not be able to waltz into Walmart two days after it's released and just buy one. What the hell is the point of giving them my money? So we can sit in an account and collect interest for Best so Buy? Yeah, right. If you die in between now and the time it comes out, then they can spend your money anyway and your family doesn't get your measly 500 bucks. Yeah, I guess. yeah, I'd be I'd, I'd be asked out. Poor Chris <laughs> Benoit is stuck with just a regular Xbox 360. That's broken. You no, know, I, I, yeah. I was actually I, I don't really understand the whole DRM thing. Can can someone explain it to me? <laughs> Basically, what happens is that if you buy a game, you have to put in a, an authentication code to verify that you bought the game, that it is yours. And if that disc is played in anyone else's video game system, it tells you, oh. Uh, this is not your game. You have to spend $60 if you want a code to be able to play this game and unlock this game. At which oh, point... Oh, so, so is, that, is that why my uh, 360 just blinks right at me all the time? <laughs> no, your 360 blinks right at you because it's overheated because it's like 208 degrees Celsius down where you live. Oh. Yeah, they, they wouldn't fix that. I, I, I'm going to give you a call soon uh, that I made uh, uh, to Microsoft. They wouldn't fix it for free. And I demanded it, but they, uh, the Indian lady on the phone wasn't having it. <laughs> now, we're going to go ahead and ask another question. Thank you, 94, for calling in. We're going to let another caller uh, on the line. 
We're going to let this 732 number on the line. 732, you're on the air with Ask. What's up, bitches? Guess who's who is back? Is, it, is this Mecca? You, you can't... Oh, fuck this show. <laughs> all the girls are the same. You're expendable. <laughs> yeah. You, you are all... You're all the same person. Is, I know. Is talking to my friends in school. Is this Maha? It has to be Maha from the background yes. noise. Isn't that bad? That's how I tell them apart. Maha are you being beheaded again? Yeah. The background noise and the beheadings at her house. Maha, how are you doing? I am great. How are well, you all doing? How long has it been? It feels like it's been like it's a long been a time. You sound like you're on drugs. Are you okay? No, I'm not. I am not. I just had cereal. Hey, did, did I thought you, that was going to be I had I just had sex and we we're about yeah. to have a more interesting show. She's not allowed to have sex. She's Maybe normal. that's the code word. I don't know. Can I be can I be honest? I thought she died in a suicide bombing. You know, me? <laughs> I no. no, not that. That wasn't it. I'm just resurrected and I guess I'm back. What's up? What are you guys up to? Well, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out a way to get your family to sign you over to me. You have any suggestions? Yeah. Oh, Three goats. <laughs> <laughs> I I could try to get those. Maybe that'll work. Now, Why we do have goats? a question that you are an expert Does on. Brown people like goats. Yeah. Is this something have... to do with Muslims again? Because I really don't want to deal with, like, the political question. I always get that. No, no, but you are you are an expert on dead people, and I think this is a good question for you. Now, the oh, FBI... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The FBI has once again failed to find Jimmy Hoffa after yet another attack <laughs> to him. Do you think they should even keep trying? This is such an old case, it seems like a waste of resources and manpower. So what do you think about this? Apparently, uh, the FBI trying once again in 2013 to find Jimmy Hoffa and not successful. Why don't they just swap James Gandolfini's body for his and say it's like the same person? <laughs> kind of the same shit anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, who gives a shit? He's dead, whatever. Well, I was just going to say, I don't understand why you're looking for him. I see him about once a week. How's he doing? <laughs> He's not well. Not well. How are you no. doing? Seems lost. <laughs> let me let let me ask you, Chris. Does he show up there with like the concrete shoes? Like, is it like the movie Beetlejuice, where when you die a certain way, you come down there a certain way? Did he come down like with concrete boots, or or, or what happened? Well, that, that's part of his penance. Like we all we all get our thing. Like I'm forced that every week to watch Raw, and uh, he's forced around to run, uh, walk around with concrete shoes for the rest of eternity. So. You know, we all have our thing. <laughs> so, Brian Roth, I'm going to turn this to you as the resident scientist, expert, political guy, uh, knowledgeable human being. What do you think about this? The FBI still looking for Jimmy Hoffa after all this time, still unsuccessful, and still wasting time, resources, manpower, and, and I assume taxpayer dollars for this. I have no idea. I, I don't understand why they even bother going after this guy's dead body. Um, I guess it's just a bunch of baby boomers who were stuck in the past when there used to be three news networks, and every time you know somebody who was sort of famous died, it was a big deal. Now we got famous people dying all the time. Just ask Benoit. Actually, Benoit, I have two questions for you. Uh, what sure. would you have had to do to be forced to watch TNA Impact every week? And question number two, are there any people that didn't make it down there that actually went to another place that we would be very surprised that are not down there with you? Uh, well, Freddie Mercury is not here for obvious reasons. Okay. Okay. What about uh, Adolf Hitler? Is he down there with you? Oh, of course. Yeah, he's he's, he's a nice guy. I don't know why people really? give him so much shit. Hitler, right? I like his stash. Well, that's that's interesting. I, mean, I don't he, know what he's she... got. 
I think she said she liked Hitler's ass. Uh, <laughs> I can't really comment. I mean, he works out a lot, but I, I can't really comment. <laughs> so, we're going to go to our next question now. Maha, we're going to put you back on mute and let you uh, back on the line. Again, we're sort of going lightning round with this right now for the time being uh, until our guest gets here. So we're going to let our next caller online, feel free to hang on for just a minute. Our next caller, of course, uh, Brian Ross, number one fan, and Stoddart. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. I hope you got all your masturbation out of the way before the show instead of during the show. Uh, of course, you've well, become uh, you become famous enough that there's a commercial about your masturbation habits. As a matter of fact, I... while we're waiting... I think we're going to actually play that commercial. Because <laughs> you are actually famous now. Oh, I, I really laughed. It was it Enough was to have your own commercial. I'm not oh, Mr. Softy again. Summer's my favorite time of year because when you're all hot, wet, and sweaty from a long day at the beach, at the pool, in hell for killing your wife and child, or melting a tree in midair with a press firmly between your legs. There is no better time to flick your tongue on some of my creamiest white vanilla sundaes. It's enough to make you go... Mm. Thanks, Anne. Yeah. Follow Anne's example, and make sure yeah. when you hear the jingle in your neighborhood... Uh-huh. God damn it, Anne, would you stop fucking making those noises? We're trying to do a goddamn commercial filled with subliminal messages to get people to suck my fucking dick. And there you are masturbating in the middle of it again, breaking my concentration. We're going to have to record the whole fucking commercial again because you can't stop making those fucking noises. God damn it! Cut! Cut! The premium, premium, soft ice cream you get from Mr. Frosty. For refreshing delight to bring, look for Mr. Frosty. S-O-F-T-Double-E-P-K-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D
Did she sleep on with the Bill Clinton? Network. <laughs> no, what? what? Who, who's the one that slept with Bill Clinton? Does anybody know? Not Monica Lewinsky. There was no one, no. <laughs> Paul is are you, something. Are you thinking of Paula Jones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that <laughs> who we're talking about? <laughs> no, no. She's an old lady. She's the one that's not Martha Stewart. The other, the other old lady yeah, that cooks. I don't yeah. watch TV shows. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't watch that much TV at all. But Okay, if I can, if I can interject here. First of all, I want to say, Anna, thank you for the headset. Anna, Anna, thank you for the Canadian headset that you sent down. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, from the Great White North, Brian Roth Appreciation Week went great. Thank you for the headset from Canada. Uh, I'm going to just explain to Anna. Uh, here in the United States, we have a southern portion of the country that's uh, full of a lot of people that still have Confederate flags and refer to black people by the yeah. N-word. Um, we also have a lot of young white kids up north that wear sideways baseball caps and call each other the N-word, but would never say it to a black person. Uh, so people are surprised now I that Paula Dean. Yeah, no, that's not what they do. So uh, Paula Dean went ahead and she admitted in a deposition that she uses racist terms. Um, you know, so I mean, this is a 400-pound lady with diabetes who put out her own line of flavored butter. In fact, uh, her number yeah. one dish is actually fried butter. So. You know, yeah. this is not exactly a person that you would think of as being a moral authority or anybody that you would listen to for any type of information. So everybody's up in arms that this big fat dummy uh, said something oh, about somebody of a different race. Meanwhile, Serena, <laughs> Serena Williams is over here talking about political things too, about like rape and stuff. And and you know, I mean, people need to get their heads out of their asses. Do not get your science from Jenny McCarthy. Get your science from Ask. Get your science from Brian Roth. That's I right. Jenny McCarthy. Brian Roth, I get my signs from Jenny McCarthy. I stare at her ass all the time. She's across from my bed. I'll take a picture for you guys later. You can see that every morning I wake up to Jenny McCarthy, and every night I go to sleep to Jenny McCarthy. I fap in between. It is Jenny McCarthy in her prime uh, during the MTV singled out phase with her ass up in the air. Not, uh, Jenny, yeah, not Jenny McCarthy who's uh, pumped out autistic children. <laughs> I mean, it, it is her. Children. I still hit it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll take the kids out for some candy afterward. What do I care? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Twitter update, Twitter update. Uh, Naresh went ahead and shouted out to me. Uh, he also sent me a video where he's wrestling one of the Miracle Boys, and it was recorded on a Motorola V60i in 300 dots <laughs> per square inch. So you could check that out on Twitter. <laughs> this so, is like a live update during Raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're, we have to get an Ask app. That's what we need. That's what we are missing on this show. You do. I tried to make an Ask app. Yeah, but it wasn't very good. I, I, I need an app that actually shows you what Johnny Landon is doing right this second when he's no. on the toilet, when he's eating cereal. <laughs> eating uh, chicken. That would be hilarious. Yeah. You know what we need is we need to kidnap an Asian and make him design our shirts and do our app. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we can have him live with me. I mean, like uh, Jackie Joy's Mexican. Jackie Joy's Mexican. <laughs> so... This next question wants to know, and I'm going to go ahead and put Anna on mute. We're going to let our next caller on the line. Uh, we're going to let the 614 on the line with us. 614, you're on the air. What's going on, everybody? Oh, is this Lando? Yes, this is. What the fuck is up, everybody? Why do you sound white? <laughs> yeah, you turn into a uh, white person. Are you a redneck who paints himself black so you can look cool I'm not going to lie. Y'all think it is. Y'all motherfuckers are not the first person to tell me that. Y'all won't be the last. Are you riding in a tractor right now? Are you the only black member of the KKK? No. For, for Johnny, Johnny has a photo of you. Now, for those who don't know, <laughs> I don't know about my secret. 
wait, wait, wait. We we got we gotta let this out now. Dark Dank Lucha with underscores is our resident pervert. On asked if you are female Very on the show, chances are you're gonna get a tweet asking about cuckolds, about big black dick, about just. No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm yeah. done with the cuckolding for at least a while. That's all I'm saying. That's just <laughs> yeah, over right for, now. For like I moved on to bigger and better things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jackie Joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, touche, touche. Well, Lucha, we have to put you on hold because our, our guest is arriving, our, our guest of honor. It was good talking to you and realizing that you're white, even though you're actually black. <laughs> I feel there it. There we go. Thanks. Squeal like a pig, boy. And our guest of honor is here, of course. Give it up for Michael Hutter, who's joining us on the line now. Michael, how are you doing? I am awesome. I just had a huge, huge opportunity to try acting classes with Percy Watson. So that's all. Was that acting classes? Was that? Is that what you no, said? we have, we have a little thing we're trying out. So uh, yeah, we just got out of that, and it was uh, cool, you know, a little improv shit, you know, just being original and creative. Obviously, I'm a terrible entertainer, so I need to work on it. So uh, you know, whatever. What I thought was going on there, to be honest, was I thought you actually needed Percy's permission to be on this show. He does yell at you pretty often, from what we've seen on the Funny Don't Make Money YouTube channel. He is an that? abusive, abusive best buddy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't understand how you drew the short end of the stick there. I mean, you've got uh, Briley and Trent, and they're sort of with this whole love fest, and you get slapped with gloves and yelled at, <laughs> get water thrown at you. I mean, it, it's it's quite an abusive cycle. Yeah, well, um, I'm sure I'll have uh, some sort of vengeance on uh, my uh, big uh, big buddy in the future. But uh, you know, that's just some some bull bull nonsense we're doing outside of the outside of the system. Some entertainment. For people, it has nothing to do with the wrestling because, believe it or not, there is life besides uh, pro wrestling and sports entertainment. It's crazy to think about Preach that. Preach it. Preach it. We've been trying to tell yeah. people that for about weeks and months now. Actually, ever since you uh, ever since you, you parted ways with the uh, with the evil empire, we, we've said that. And then people are like, oh, shut up. We hate you and Johnny now. And it's like, yeah. we're just, we were broken from that. We cried. We're, we're not, we're not, yeah. we're, we're not, you know, we're not going to not admit it. We cried. Yes, we did. You, and, shouldn't, uh, I want to talk- you shouldn't cry. Oh, hey, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, no. I was just going to say, those videos are brilliant. That's something that's never been done before, and I think that, like, you're really breaking new ground because, you know, I mean, as far as comedy and wrestling goes, a lot of wrestlers try it, but they aren't legitimately funny, but you guys actually are, so I'm a real big fan. Yeah. Imagine that, No, and we don't have jobs now, so <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I know. How does that work? You could have made them, like, millions, but you don't want it, it makes no sense. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Me and Johnny try to be funny, and we're not. We're not making any money from it either, unfortunately. So we're, yeah, we try, we're, but we're not as funny as Derek. Yeah, exactly. Well, Riv, Riv, I feel like you have to have some sort of uh, financial means because uh, you do have a website with your name. dot com. Yeah. So I think that costs some sort of money to maintain. Yeah, people think I'm a drug dealer, even though I'm not. I work in advertising, and it makes a lot of money, and I don't really have to have much of a schedule to do it. I mean, I'm free to basically do whatever I want when I'm not making commissions or when I'm not doing an active campaign. So I get the free time, I get the money, but people are like, oh, he, he sort of dresses in suits sometimes and he drives a sports car, he must deal drugs. I'm like, I hate you. Yeah, yeah I'm, the, I'm the drug dealer, not you, Riff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently they thought that I was I was Landon's dealer the whole time that we were at uh, WrestleMania, which we were, we were actually disappointed <laughs> you, you weren't there. So. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, sad. imagine that. Imagine that, uh, whatever. Yeah, you know, 
had a hell of a time last year, but uh, I wasn't there this year. So I'm very sad that uh, I haven't run into you yet, Derek. It's like I keep missing you. Last year I missed you just yeah. barely, and then this year you weren't there. But I mean, but if, if it makes you feel better. If it makes you feel better, Michael, we uh, we believe we have more listeners than the average NXT house show because we've seen pictures and it's not pretty of the old <laughs> well, people. It, it depends because sometimes there's been some pretty outstanding places we've worked, uh, at least in Florida, that have had a hell of a turnout. And then there's, you know, there's been some uh, places that uh, not a lot of people go. But, I mean, the thing about that is at least you're out there getting experience in front of people, which is the only exactly. thing you can really ask for because, like, you you, know, you know you hurt, you just get beat up in a building all week long. You like want to at least be in front of people while you're sacrificing your body as opposed to being in front of nobody. And yeah. then, well, it is. I mean, I, I can admit it's probably kind of annoying when you have to deal with people and they sort of don't appreciate or don't know what's going on or don't know who you are. We actually have a clip prepared from a guest that was on this show uh, several months ago. <laughs> uh, she is a big-time wrestling fan. And so, had, so she says. Yeah, not really. no idea who you are. We're going to play this brief clip for you and see how you feel about this. Are you high? <laughs> so, I, I had to actually, I wanted to ask you something, because let me get this straight. You call yourself Tout Girl, but you didn't get your name from Derek Bateman, who calls himself Tout Man, am I right? Uh, no, I didn't. I have no idea who that is, to be completely honest. All right, well, first of all, Derek Bateman to this show, he's like... The deity of asked. He's like the alien dude is to Scientology. He's like, <laughs> he's like the greatest person ever. So, like, what I want you to do as my new friend and as a friend of the show, I want you to go on YouTube later and just watch everything that Bateman has done ever in, in its entirety. Yeah. He's the greatest. So, so there you have it. A, a tout girl uh, not knowing who you were. She stole your gimmick and she doesn't even know who you are. And she's been on Raw more times than you, which is totally unfair. Yeah, well, imagine that. No, like, I'm not completely shocked somebody who is a huge WWE fan doesn't know who I am because, let's be honest, uh, unless you were glued to your internet television watching possibly one of the greatest episodic television shows in history for at least uh, about 20 weeks, NXT Redemption, you're not going to know who I am. So, But if I go over to Guam or I'm in, like, Bolivia <laughs> or, or yeah. I don't know, yeah, I'm in Madagascar, dude. I can't walk the streets. People know who the hell I am because that shows on TV. That shows on I mean, TV. Exactly. And we have a question about that now. Uh, basically, we have a question from one of our listeners who wants to know, uh, since Michael Hutter is so popular in India, one of the most popular professional wrestlers in India, if you would ever consider working for Ring Ka King, which was an Indian promotion that ran briefly uh, it, over there. Dude, I would be over there in a two shakes of a Narish's fucking tail, man. I would be over there so quick. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's, like, like, okay, here's the deal. Uh, whatever, I had a run in the WWE, good times. Uh, I met some sweet little internet friends. But, like, sometimes I have nothing to do but entertain myself. And, like, Sarish, Sarish, how do I say it? Sarish and Narish come along. And, like, I'm glad we can all share, like, just the entertainment value of that together as a group. Uh, so, yeah, if I did go over there, I would hunt them down and make sure they exist, first off, and I wasn't being lured at some trap and killed. But I'd hunt them down, and I would get a picture. I would go there just to get a picture with them so at least the 25 of you guys could laugh. Exactly. Well, it's funny because we did mention that uh, we ran into Trent at WrestleCon, and we talked about you and the Indian kids stalking you, and uh, he was he was thoroughly creeped out by them. So Yeah, yeah he was 
<laughs> they're frightened. Everybody seems to be frightened of them. I mean, we actually have a clip that they recorded for you for the next time you were on this show and demanded we play it. So uh, we've got another clip for you, and here it goes. Hello, Derek. This is Naresh. Say, Derek, why you block with my brother Naresh? Tell me your answer. Hello, Derek. This is Naresh. I wanted to ask one question. Why you are blocking me on Twitter? May I know why? Please unblock me. And why you are not shout out to me? <laughs> That day you tell. If I send it out to you, you will shout out, shout out to me on Twitter. But you not. Why? Please shout out me. I have much respect for you. Please shout out me and replay this audio. So they're yeah. actually really sad that you blocked them, <laughs> and they've made like 57 new Twitter accounts ever since. Yeah, there's at least three Nareshes uh, hit me up today. But uh, yeah, look, I don't blo I don't block a lot of people. I like people will just just butcher me and talk all like all the trash and like say horrible things about myself and my family, and I won't block them. But I had to block them because it just got to the point where if I check the mentions, they're just like a steady stream, like 20 in a row, and like I can't stand for that. Like I need to get to the good stuff, like the people like just tweet me once saying kill yourself as opposed to like 20 like shout out please shout out please so yeah I had to block him they got a little they got a little I don't know what, what you what you, what you are uh, All right, talking we, about there we're back so, oh, oh. I guess we're back yeah apparently the uh, the show went completely to hell because Block Talk uh, they've been mean to us actually so we've had to uh, we've had to deal with some technical difficulties either that or it's actually uh, Michael that you're so popular that Block Talk Radio could not handle it so Eventually happens. 
unless it's me. Yeah, I know. Lucky. Well, except for uh, Derek, except for me and you, we became friends because I insulted you and you insulted me back, and then you won my respect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as it was pretty easy. I, I believe it was some sort of flirt. You had a lot. Yeah, got it. along the lines of uh, you were shirtless and uh, you like made a uh, big nose comment, and I mentioned that you looked puffy without your shirt on. And uh, yeah, how do you remember that? Because <laughs> I'm God, weird, dude. I'm flattered that you remember. Well, it, it's funny yeah. because that's sort of the origin. Now, of course, uh, Johnny and myself got in the habit of abusing NXT rookies the minute that the new season started. And uh, you were the only one that took it uh, on the chin without getting really offended or upset. Uh, so, you were, in fact, Brodus was left speechless. He just sort of tagged my name and put absolutely nothing in the tweet. So, apparently... Friendship was born. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think you just had a hard time figuring out Twitter. He probably tried to reply to you, but he didn't know what he was doing. Yep, probably. Uh, he probably still hasn't figured it out. I mean, and, and that's the thing that amazes me is you, you've done so much on social networking compared to a lot of the other the other talents. You've actually made it work for you, whether it was Twitter, Tout, uh, Vine. Uh, you know, so I, I don't really understand in a world that's so social networking oriented why that was never capitalized upon. Well, I don't know, man. You just <laughs> whatever. You just, just trying to be good. You just, just trying to be good at things. And it works sometimes, and it, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. It's not, not based on who's good at things. Well, I, I think you're the funniest and coolest wrestler on social media, if that makes any difference. Yeah, I'm all right. Like, I'm okay. We've got, There's some pretty funny we've got, we've got some questions for you, a lot of stuff, of course, coming up. Uh, one question coming through the pipe. Whatever happened to those Jeb and Brody guys who were harassing you constantly on their YouTube <laughs> show? Did you kill them? Je- <laughs> or, or what, what happened to those guys? Look, I have a, I'm a you know, we're we're buddies, so I'll come back to the show again in the future and we can talk about them, but I have a very strong specific suspicion you have not heard the last from Jeff and Rody. So uh yeah. I'll leave it at that. I heard that they're uh, they're actually on NXT now wrestling as Scott Dawson and the other guy, managed by Sylvester LaFart. And they do that cool move where they drop their nutsack on the guy's head off the top rope. Oh, <laughs> Is that yeah. Them? I mean no, that's they have the same gimmick. <laughs> might as well be. Uh, yeah. No, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to get a hold of those guys. I'm gonna try to get them over there on Funny Don't Make Funny and see if, uh, if we can't work that out some business deals. You should. Yeah. Yeah, that that would actually be hilarious and crossover. Uh, now, actually, speaking of which, we did notice. Now, of course, uh, myself and Johnny uh, watched your your final match over there. And commentated it. <laughs> where where you, you had to cut your hair, obviously. I don't know if that was something they told you to do or, or what. Uh, we were surprised by it. New look. It works. It's very Flanders-esque, <laughs> but it works. Yeah. Uh, but but you looked rather unhappy. I mean, did you already know before that went down what was going to come down the pipe? I mean, it was just sort of noticeable you looked pissed off. I don't know if it was a new attitude thing or you were just visibly upset. Well, you, you cut your hair off, you're going to have a new attitude. Like, you can't come out... You can't do a drastic uh, look change and not and come out and be the same old thing. Uh, yeah. As far as knowing anything coming down the pipe, like I know this business. I'm not stupid, so uh, yeah. I thought I at least have the opportunity to do some awesome stuff. But if they don't want to give it to me, that's cool too. Whatever. I have plenty of opportunities in life. I'm not too bent out of shape about it. But uh, yeah, like the hair, the hair's been bothering me and. Uh, I wanted to cut it. Like, the only reason I grew hair out in the first place was to uh, someday have a 
a hair versus beard match in the future <laughs> and lose and shave my head. But unfortunately, never get the opportunity. Do you have a feeling that, that that beard would happen to be the beard of your former uh, pro on that show, uh, Daniel Bryan? That could have worked out, but uh, at the time I had uh, the hair and his beard wasn't fully in, but, man, imagine that now. I'd put yeah, it I mean, a well, or two. One of the better matches on, on the fourth season of the show was actually you versus Daniel Bryan, which uh, I remember actually quite vividly. So, <laughs> well, let, let me let me counter with uh, two points on that. As uh, one, it's pretty tough to have a bad match with Daniel Bryan. The guy is awesome. And two, I, I'm, I'm all right myself. So you, you know, yeah, exactly, it was really good. Yeah. So, Mixed it up with like one of the best, and that was cool. I will always remember that match as a being a fun one for me. Now, this is a question for you. Now, obviously on the show we also answer a lot of questions about news and current events. Uh, now, this one I thought had a little bit to do with you because of the fact that uh, some of us may have remembered that you did a video taking Zumba, of course. Uh, now, yeah. apparently in Maine, a Zumba instructor got 10 months in jail for prostitution, uh, running a prostitution ring out of her Zumba class, uh, and pimping women out, adultery, exhibitionism, and more than 100 clients. Uh, were serviced. Uh, Alexis Wright of, of Maine uh, apparently running this out of their Zumba uh, class. I mean, this, did you ever encounter anything like this while doing Zumba? <laughs> I've done Zumba one time, and it was uh, to film that video, mind you. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've never done Zumba before. There's just an idea of like, hey, what can you do outside the ring? I'm like, I don't know. Just watch me watch Mad Men reruns or you know, just sit here and just stare at a wall. And, like, that's what I do in my free time or I go, and I go work out and tweet. Well, uh, apparently, and apparently from this story, Alex Wright has fallen on, on hard times, which, uh, which leads us to our next question. Uh, somebody wanted to know who your favorite character in WCW versus NWO Revenge was. Hockey uh, Man, probably. I like Hockey Man. And, uh... Yeah, who else? Hag- Hexo was in that one, right? I think so. I yeah. said Regal. Yeah, he, was. he was only in World Tour, so I messed that up. Yeah, you you messed it up. Well, <laughs> I forgot, man. But Aki Man for what sure, about, man. What about Sick Boy? <laughs> and, and Dude, Rick. Sick Boy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, damn. It, it, it's I, funny I, some of the weird, weird questions we get for you. I mean... No, that's a some of them question because that's so awesome. I wish I had it. Scott Norton. Oh, dude, I love Scott Norton. Yes, for sure. Scott Norton was the man. He was very, he was very underrated in my opinion in those uh, WCW yeah. days. And, and I mean, speaking of WCW now, of course there is, uh, and we've had sort of interactions with, of course, uh, other people in the wrestling world. And Johnny Lennon's bromance with this gentleman is well documented. But uh, somebody asking what your favorite Mark Jindrak match or moment ever was in his career. <laughs> My favorite Mark Gingerak moment would have to be every time he did that that leap to the top rope. Because, I mean, he was a pretty big guy. That was always impressive. Uh, my yeah. favorite other Gingerak moment was uh, every time he did a drop kick, the announcers like, would always talk about how I was like, oh, that's a bad Gingerak drop kick. It's the best drop kick ever. And we were like, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, I liked how I liked the new blood. Uh, I liked them being led by the above average Mike Sanders. Uh, I liked him and Sean O'Pair as a tag team. 
I liked how he would always uh, point to his abs. I mean, Mark Jindrak, pretty sweet. <laughs> it's my hero. Besides you, he, he's like he's like uh, he's like uh, pretty much the deity of the show. Besides Eric Bateman, he's like second in command. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's one one day we may have to book that that ass match between you, Mark Jindrak, and uh, and Damian Darling because you three are like the uh, the big three. Yeah, they're on Mount Rushmore of the show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Worst Mount Rushmore ever. Squad, fourth guy. Dude, I'm on. Fourth man. All right, go on. So, so this next question. Uh, now, this is something, of course, you've been doing a lot of outside projects because, like you said, it's it's not just all about what you're doing in the world of wrestling. Now, you've been judging something called Air Sex along with uh, another former uh, talent in the WWE, Ryan Nemeth. Uh, can you tell us a bit about mm-hmm. that? What's that all about? Well, uh, air sex is going to be exactly what you think it is. It is uh, people having uh, sex with the air. It's the, uh, like, you know, air guitar equivalent to uh, intercourse. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be a judge. What I didn't know is that uh, the guy who hosts it was like, hey, you know, it's tough to get people to start doing it. So usually, you know, if, if you as a judge could just demonstrate how to do it, that would be great. So I actually had no intention of participating, but I did have to participate. And uh, I had this, like, sick-ass thrift store leather jacket on, and I had uh, my hair slicked back and, like, tight-ass jeans, just packaged, throbbing, looking almighty fine. And uh, I had to play big gun, and I just, like, I gave that stage missionary like you would have, you would have imagined. And right now, I'm pretty sure that every female listener is currently looking for that right now. Uh, of ah, course, you won't you're very find pop- it. Like, you won't find it. Unless someone do like it. But uh, I'm actually sort of disappointed you didn't invite me to this, because I think that, as you've seen on Twitter, I'm an expert at air sex. Puddle slam. And dealing with imaginary uh, women. <laughs> well, uh, and, I, yeah. if I tweet about it, you're invited. How about that? There we go. There we go. Now, uh, of course, we also... Hold on, hold on one second. Hey, yeah. yeah, may I get a Baconator, please, without ketchup? Just a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Baconator sandwich? Yeah, Baconator. That'd be Anything dope. Else? That'll be all. all right, Is this really happening right now? <laughs> all right, I'm getting, I'm getting a Baconator, guys. Go on, you're saying... This is like actually that that's brilliant. I mean, I don't know how many times I've I've wanted a baconator, and I mean there there you go. Here's another reason that Michael Hutter is marketable. It's product placement on app. So Wendy's baconator is delicious. Yeah. Now, actually, of course, you also have an upcoming show. You've got AIW Absolution Eight on June 30th. Uh, I believe that's the first match since parting ways with the WWE. It it is, and I'm very very excited about it. So pretty sweet. Uh, now, AIW um, is a place I, I started there. Early in my career, they kind of built me. They gave me the confidence to, you know, kind of let me run at the ball, unlike other people. And, uh, you know, I was able to find my niche there and get a nice career out of it. Thank you. So uh, I'm excited to go back. And they've been doing, they've been doing some kick-ass work. They have a lot of good, good talent, and it's on iPay-Per-View, and I want all of you to check it out. And I know you guys will because yeah. you know, my team, my friends. Yeah, I actually ordered it uh, today, as a matter of fact. And, I mean, that's something, and it goes to show, uh, as far as in terms of your career, uh, how much of an effect you've actually really had. Is that, to be perfectly honest, I have not bought a WWE pay-per-view, and most people on the Internet haven't. 
because they find other channels and ways with which to access it. Now, that means that other than WrestleMania, they, they haven't really gotten my money. So I haven't paid for a pay-per-view since the 90s, and yet I'm willing to Whoa. pay uh, $15 to watch you on AIW at Absolution 8. So I think that that's sort of a, 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 an indication that, you know, we enjoy watching you. Well, I appreciate that. And, like, it's not just about me. There's so many talented guys who – there's so many talented guys in wrestling that might not get to be seen. So, like, it's cool you're going to check me out, but you're also going to get your mind blown by all, what all these other guys could do. And uh, what's going to be nice about it is, like, there's no restrictions on me. Like, you've seen me restricted. You haven't seen what I do when I was, like, no – filter, nothing on me besides just going out there, so. Yeah, and I mean, it, I, 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 going, but. it's not just a, a restriction, of course, on, on the content, but on, on your moves that I, I assume as well. It's just been like a restriction. They tell you, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. you got you got to limit yourself to X minutes. And, I mean, they, they never really gave you a whole lot of that in the first place uh, on where you were at on NXT. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I understand wrestling, and it makes sense. Like, you know, you want to save that stuff for the main event because that's what people are there for, and that's fine. But, like, all right, now I'm the main event. I mean, it's not a tiny show in Cleveland, Ohio, but it's going to be a kick-ass show. And a lot of people, hopefully, who might not have known about it will tune in and check out, and now I get to be the main event, and let's see what I can do. Exactly. Do you have anything to say about your opponent, uh, Tim Dunst? I've seen you guys sort of go back and forth on uh, on Twitter, him believing that you are the... The enemy representing the the big business, the corporations with the suits, and, and arguing about suits. I mean, what do you think about that? What do you think about your opponent, uh, Tim Don? I will, like, Tim Don is a name I've been hearing for a while, and he's a guy, like, even when with the WWE, I, uh, you know, try to be a student of the game and check out what's happening, watch as much wrestling as I can, and he's a guy whose name I heard a lot and I checked out. And he's a hell of a talent. He's an up-and-comer. He's brash. He's arrogant. He's cocky. He's got something to prove, and he is going to try to prove it against me, which I can't help but appreciate that fact that, A, uh, I'm somebody to prove something against, and, B, that he has the balls to uh, do it. So that will be cool. Uh, I think he's mistaken for what I am and who I truly am. Like, yeah, I don't see him. I try to be the entertaining guy because we're in an entertainment company, and I try to be not so much funny, but just like an entertaining spirit and uh, not a violent sociopath that I can also be. So I also think he's in for a little rude awakening in that sense. Can I? Can I, actually, now, I just want to break. In, I just actually want to break in uh, regarding that. Um, did you Did you ever get the feeling that uh, maybe the the office didn't really understand, you know, comedy based gimmicks? Obviously, they they kind of looked over with Cole Cabana with them and they let him go. Do you get the feeling that maybe they don't really get how wrestling and, and comedy can go together? Yeah, maybe, like, there's, like, a difference between, in, in my opinion, which I don't think they share the same sentiment, at least regarding me, is, like, there's a difference between slapstick, ha-ha-ha, and then there's, like, what I tried to be, which was, like, entertainment, but not overly, like, you know, just flower lapel, squirting water in your face. <laughs> now it's just kind of like a, a pop culture edge to humor and like what's really happening with like our ages or our demographics. So, so in other words, you want know, to actually be funny, unlike Santino. <laughs> well, Santino's hilarious, but like that's a different thing. I tried to stay away from that. But like the guy yeah. that I grew up that made me want to be what I am was like edging Christian with five second poses. 
angle, you know, like Hollywood rock. Like, granted, those guys had bodies of work before them, uh, but that's what made me want to become a wrestler and a sports entertainer. It's like, all right, Kurt Angle is so ridiculous, especially when he debuts three eyes, stuff like that. Yeah, he can also kick your ass, but he's also just so entertaining and over-the-top and ridiculous. Like, it worked. It was a nice balance. And that's what I tried I mean, to do. Yeah. I, I didn't do it well enough, I guess, so no big deal. But, but it's so, a shame so did you a lot get of people... A... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, it is a shame, because I think a lot more people, and had they maybe taken uh, the NXT seasons, which you were prominent on, four and five, and, and shown them to a broader audience, I think it would have taken off. Um, it really took off with, I think, everybody who actually uh, did bother to tune in, even when they put it at that time slot of death, like four o'clock in the afternoon when people are coming home from work. Uh, and I know I would try to, you know, work my schedule around. Like, I, I got to see that. I got to see the next part of this whole love triangle thing you had going with... Uh, of course, uh, then Maxine and, and Caitlin, Johnny Curtis, who's now Fandango. Uh, and it was just brilliant. I mean, it was it was sort of more along the lines of something that I think catered to the type of wrestling fan I am than, than a lot of the stuff that's on there today. And so I was like, you know what, this this is fucking awesome. Why is this not on TV? was like my first sort of thought process about it. Yeah, like... I agree, and I agree that if uh, even if we had that show in a time slot, like an old school, like Jacked or something, if it was, you know, like Saturday at 1 a.m., it would still, it would have been on TV and it would have found an audience that it would have carried over maybe a little bit more. But, like, one thing I could say for a fact is the fact that uh, the numbers, like when it was, like, challenges and the stuff we were doing on Redemption, it never seemed to end. They were whatever, but, like, when we really started getting swinging with those uh, storylines and, like, the love triangle and all those guys, like Rex and Hawkins coming in, Curtis, all that stuff, Tyson Kidd tearing the house down every night, Henning, I mean, Axel, Curtis Axel. Like, we had awesome wrestling and awesome stories, and uh, a lot of people tuned in. Like, the numbers drastically increased. So, you know, maybe no, no real credit was thrown around for it. I don't know. But uh, I can be proud of that, and I have no regrets about that because that was a team effort, and we all kicked ass, and very proud of what we did there. Now, now question for you on uh, on regards of uh, of Curtis Axel, of course, uh, a friend of yours. I know uh, I've seen you guys sort of tweet back and forth, and he was part of that show with you. Uh, who do you think is the better Paul Heyman guy, Curtis Axel, or a guy that you were watching on Vine not long ago, uh, and an underrated <laughs> Paul Heyman guy at that, Sean Heidenreich? <laughs> Excuse me? Heidenreich? Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> Heidenreich. Yeah, hot. Uh, well, this is a two-part question. Let me handle it this way. Uh, Curtis Axel, good friend of mine. So happy for success. Haven't really seen the product since he's taken off, and I've been thrown away. So uh, I can't really comment on what he's doing, but I knew, like, the second he got an opportunity, he'd knock it out of the park, and that's good for him. But to put him up against a man like Heidenreich, I mean, all the accolades and pedigree and third generation, just like business in your blood, to not stand toe-to-toe with my boy Heidenreich. So <laughs> you can tell, tell Axel I said that if you want to tweet him. Derek, I, I wanted to ask there. you, do you think that, do you think that uh, the reason you weren't given a shot like a uh, someone like, like like Joe Henning was because of your knee injuries and all that? I think uh, when I was 
getting uh, when I was like trying to take off with the uh, the USA guy stuff like that. Uh, if I didn't get injured, it might be a totally different story. Uh, the injury didn't, definitely did not help me because an injury, you know, you kind of you kind of fall off the wayside, fall off the radar, and you know someone steps up and takes the spot. Well, did they you blame know, they you no. for the injury? I mean, it really wasn't your fault. Like, was why, were they mad at you or? Uh, I was never reprimanded for being hurt. I mean, there was genuine concern. Uh, you know, maybe you're, you could be labeled as uh, being injury prone. I don't know. I've never been told that. I don't think it yeah. helped at all. That's but I, I, I never was really, you know, told otherwise. Uh, I mean, how is, uh, how's that? How's uh, how's the knee doing? I mean, do you think that I mean is it a hundred percent? I mean, I noticed that it looked like you weren't wearing the brace anymore the last time we saw you in the ring. Yeah, the brace is very constricting, and I did not like the way I moved in the ring in it at all. And I probably should have worn it, but I was also I was also trying to impress and uh, not look injured when I wasn't. I just had that big heavy brace on, but you know, it's gonna be a hundred percent. It's uh. We do have a surprise for you. Uh, we have a number uh, calling in. I believe this might be your opponent at AIW Absolution, uh, Tim Dunst. Oh. Am, am I correct? Is, is this Tim Dunst? I am Tim Dunst. You are correct. Oh, do well, you have hello, anything Tim. to say it's, now? Uh, Michael Hunter. There we go. Nice to hear you. Nice to hear your voice. Uh, you too. I just wanted to say uh, I appreciate it so much that you respect me. Uh, but the fact of the matter is I don't respect you. I wanted to just call in to make sure you know that. Because I would have respected you a whole lot more if you uh, would have just called it quits after getting released from your dream job instead of trying to take my spot in AIW. <laughs> wow. See, see, guys, like this is the perfect opponent for me right there. Like, this is the guy who is going to re-spark my passion for wrestling. Like, I, I'm so happy you said that. I'm so happy you have zero respect for me, and I'm so happy you want to protect your turf because it gives me something to fight for. Not your respect so much, but to prove you wrong. And your turf, your turf was mine. It's going to be mine again. And, and that's fine. If you can talk all the shit that you want to talk, quite frankly. But the fact of the matter is I think your passion is probably gone because AIW is not going to have catering. It's not going to have trainers. It's not going to have any of that jazz that you're used to. So you might want to make sure you still love this business as much as you're claiming. Well, you know what? I will have uh, my skull pouches. I will have my gallon of coffee, and I will have my pemmican beef jerky. I don't need catering, and I don't <laughs> need pyro. And I will be there in the ring Regardless if it's 20 feet by 20 feet, 18 by 18, or 16 by 16, I will be there, and I will be staring you dead in the eyes, and I am so damn excited. Awesome. I can't so wait we... to make you look like a fool. <laughs> All right. Well, Tim, to kick your ass, man. This will be good. <laughs> Tim, I think, I think Tim has a good chance of, uh, of beating Derek because, I mean, uh, or Michael, I should say, because his win-loss record isn't that good. So uh, Tim might actually pull this out. Well, You never know. Hey. Speculative. We'll have to tune in and see. But I mean, so so how do you feel about that, Michael? Of course, Tim Dunn's saying you've gone soft, if uh, if I can actually interject here, uh, in his words, for lack of a, a better well, term. Uh, what do you think about that? I, hope, I mean, 
I don't know if he's still there, and I hope he is. I mean, we're going to let him be able to. No, I'm still here because I want to hear what, what your uh, rebuttal is to that. Like, yeah, okay, you, you say I, I may have gone soft and, you know, pampered and, you know, made some money in the industry. You know, I saw some perks of it. But another thing is that, like, I had four years of just angst, like, just driving me and anger built up inside me. Like, because like, you come so close to something and it's taken from you when you know you're better than people, like, that drives you and is going to drive me to just dominate you in a physical manner that you've yet to experience. Because I know, like, you get slapped in the face or you take a Brody Lee kick to the brain. Like, you like to get hit, and that's awesome because I've been waiting to hit someone for a very long time. I think it's awesome, uh, Mike, that you want to make a name for yourself. I think it's great that you still claim to love professional wrestling. But unfortunately, I'm the dude that's uh, up and coming, and you're not going to make a name off of me back on the indies. Well, who's to say? We shall see. We'll find out. We shall see. AIWrestling.com. I pay per view. Be sure to tune in. I'm going to be tuning in. I'm going to be interested to see uh, what happens here between uh, Dunst and Hutter in the ring and see if uh, if Dunst's claims are valid or if uh, if Hutter kicks the crap out of you and, and proves that he is beyond a shadow of a doubt not the soft man because he's been waiting for somebody to hit. It's going to be a vicious he's not, fight. He's not going to win, so. Not to about that. He better win. I can't deal with another loss from Michael. My dog died the last time that uh, that Michael lost. Hey, Tim Dodds is no Jinder Mahal, right? This guy's got talent. I'm just kidding. Jinder's <laughs> awesome. Jinder's awesome. I didn't mean that. But no, seriously. All right, man. Uh, June 30th. Yep. See you there. Appreciate it. Now, of course, your opponent, Tim Dodds, with some strong, challenging words for Absolution 8. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think this is going to be one that, that we have to check out because of the fact that uh, he says you've gone soft, and like you said, you're just pissed off and ready to take it out on somebody. And it might be done yeah. the how you take it out on. Like, I have a ton of muscles and anger, and nobody's seen just go hog wild. Speaking of WCW, but, like, yeah, it's going to be really cool. And, <laughs> like, you know, there's the sayings were like, you're supposed to, show your opponent respect, and I'm so happy he he doesn't really respect me because, like, you, you don't need to show your opponent respect. Like, I respect him. I know what he's done. It's cool. I'm, like, I'm, I'm aware there's a competition. I'm not looking down on the guy, and I'm happy he's completely looking down on me because it's just going to make it that much more satisfying. I mean, do you think that you're going to see a lot of that as well, a lot of guys – up-and-comers, uh, ready to challenge you, challenge your authority, challenge what you've accomplished. I mean, what do you think about I, that? I, I see it both ways because, uh, you know, being in WWE and as an, and a sports entertainer, like sometimes people think uh, you as a wrestler aren't as good as a lot of guys who are making their names on the indies, and I think it'll be cool to get out of that mold and show what I can do. And, like, yeah, maybe people get the opportunity to go against me, but I'm also going to have the opportunity to go against a lot of uh, people I wouldn't normally have the opportunity to. And I think, no. you know, proven to a certain section of fans, this is what I can do when I have this freedom. Oh, yeah, I can also make people laugh if I need to, and I can also entertain. Or I can also try to sell uh, sell a show, which uh, Doncis did with me. And, you know, exactly. uh, that's cool. That's good shit. 
Exactly. I mean, we've got we've even got a guy, and this guy, uh, I believe his name is uh, Count Freddy, and he apparently wants to throw out a challenge for you right now. Ah, man, everyone's throwing challenges at me. Cool. What's up, Count? Hello. <laughs> hey. Hello. My name is Count Freddy, and I'm challenging you, Derek Bateman. I think it's Michael Butterhouse, sir. To what? I am I am a special needs wrestler and you are going down. Well, Count, uh I've seen the reign of success that Eugene had in the past. I don't doubt your ability. So uh as far as uh when we do battle, uh just have your uh, local promoter contact me via my email address or my Twitter handle and we will work out the details and I will gladly challenge accepted. Uh, compete against you in a, in a ring. You don't understand. I'm a vampire, so I can only wrestle at night. <laughs> what in the world? I heard, I, listen, I'm talking. I heard that you lost your last match with Big E Langston after two minutes. You won't last one minute with Count Freddy. Well, <laughs> if you're a vampire, you're obviously superhuman strength will be even stronger than Big E Langston's superhuman. He's also retarded, so that's double strength. I I wanted to be Dinosaur Freddy, but my mom couldn't show me a Brontosaurus costume. <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. I don't even know what to think about this guy. I heard, I heard that you got fired because you got a haircut. My mom <laughs> cut my hair, so I won't get fired. I would be better. Oh. Uh, Maybe if I had your mother cut my hair, I might be still gainfully employed, but alas. Derek Bateman, I kissed your girlfriend. <laughs> Who has it? Caitlin? <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, thank you, Count Freddy, for calling in and laying out that challenge. Uh, now, of course, obviously, he wants to challenge you to, to fight as well. What, what is this? Everybody, everybody challenges you. I mean, you've had Indian kids challenge you. You've had... Uh, uh, some guy, like, demand you retweet and follow him, and now Count Freddy running around. I mean, Michael, yeah. man. Michael, Brian, Brian Roth here. I just wanted to ask you, um, you have uh, you have a history with um, with uh, Jen Bloodsworth as a, as a head writer. Can you tell me can you tell me what, what your relationship was like with her, with, with her writing? Jen was always cool, super cool. I liked her a lot, and, uh, you know, I know she's just doing really well as a uh, stand-up comedian now. And, uh, yeah. yeah, actually, super, I met Super I'm, cool. I met I met Jen on the stand-up circuit a couple of years ago when she was first starting out, and uh, we worked together on some shows. And she's the one who actually got me into improv. The uh, you know the you know I think you said you were talking about doing some improv tonight. Yeah, yeah. She's real big. She's real big on the improv scene, and now she's opening for Mick Foley touring across the country. So, uh, and you know she actually has expressed. I've, I've asked her a couple of times, and she said that she wished that there was more of the comedy. You know, like you were talking about, like the Kurt Angle with the kazoos and the five-second poses and stuff like that, more of the comedy and the product, and that maybe there's something a little bit missing out. But she's definitely a talent. She absolutely is. I'm glad she's doing awesome. And as you can plainly see, there's life outside of the uh, walls of the WWE, so I'm so happy she's doing well. And uh, always had a good time with her. And, like, she was a, a big catalyst with the stuff I was doing with Daniel Bryan in, like, season four of NXT. Like double days and stuff like that, she helped out. So that was always cool. Now, I gotta ask Derek. I mean, we've got these people and they're challenging your toughness. But from what we saw in one of the funny "Don't Make Money" videos, 
Uh, it looks like you were eating a, a bowl full of batteries and half-smoked cigars or something. I don't know what, what was in there, but, I mean, was that part of your, uh, of course, the, the fired guy's meal, uh, which, of course, Trent posted? Was, was that what you were eating, batteries and cigars? I mean, because that sounds like somebody I don't want to fuck with, like somebody who no, eats well, batteries. Like, it's funny you mentioned the fired guy's meals with uh, Trent. Basically, it's a running joke of just eating trash with the boys who have no jobs. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't necessarily eat the cigar. I smoked it like a man, and uh, I didn't necessarily eat the battery. I just sucked the acid out of it and threw away the shell. <laughs> that, that's one of those don't try this at home. I mean, so, so does Percy go around washing everybody's dishes or just yours and then, and then getting pissed off at them? Well, obviously, uh, since the Are You Thirsty one came out, we then became roommates, apparently. And then uh, he decided to start washing the dishes and uh, I think just the tap <laughs> itself angers him. <laughs> no, but... Keep that keep that man away from water. Like Florida yeah. water, I'm pretty sure it's, it's pretty bad out of the sink. I mean, man, I think there's he has so a... many there's so many good ideas that are restricted by our means. By our means, and then another thing would be like, yeah, we might want to work in some entertainment capacity or any real job ever again. So we can't really <laughs> like we could go full out, but we can't and. I, I want to go to the moon and back. And by the moon, I mean to, like, the super weird version of reality that you guys know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Derek, I'll give you five bucks if you if you let me be an extra in one of your videos. <laughs> All right. Well, if I'm ever in your vicinity, you let me know, and uh, we'll figure it out. Well, I'm going I'm going towards you in about two weeks, so I'll, I'll be sure to stalk you and follow you around and watch you eat Baconators and whatnot. So. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's actually moving to be closer. Uh, he, Closer to Derek. I mean Michael. I mean whatever. Yeah, he, he means Ashley. He means Ashley. That, that's what he means. Oh. Anyway. No. Well, I'm her. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Man, cool because I can always use it like a a, a, a mus a muscular little guy to. Uh, can we get him with like your same haircut and sort of get him like a, a matching like? Cotton? Can I ride your shoulders <laughs> like a yeah. monkey? Yeah. Figure something out. I mean, now, now, speaking of women, uh, of course, you're popular with the ladies, but we have to know if these are, are maybe some deal breakers to you when it comes to the ladies. Uh, would you consider dating a woman who tweets a picture of her ass to Scott Hall? <laughs> what was the last word? She tweets a picture of her, sorry, say again. Her ass, her ass to Scott Hall. Would I date her? Yeah, a girl no. who's tweeting Scott Hall pictures of her ass. <laughs> no. Why? One of our no. followers did that. <laughs> I saw the picture. So, ironically enough, uh, someone probably retweeted it. And then, oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's last week. Good for, good for them. I mean, who might, who might have say? Do you think that's not holding right no baseball cards to me? Do you, do you think that's not holding baseball cards to us? <laughs> I think everyone gets more baseball cards than you. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> I have a good question, Eric. So. <laughs> Uh, so somebody coming in through the instant feedback, uh, Michael, wants to know if you do take uh, Johnny Landon up on his offer and put him on a little cute little leash and dress him like you, uh, if we'll be able to see Johnny Landon versus Silesia at uh, Absolution 8, or is that going to cost extra? <laughs> uh, well, I am not the promoter of the show, so I can't make any guarantees, but I guarantee oh, – okay, I can't make any guarantees, but I guarantee – I can't make any guarantees, but I imagine if I suggest you said promoter that I have a – Little, uh, you're some sort of ethnicity, I think, right? Uh, I'm a Puerto Rican, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a little, some uh, uh, kind, 
handsome little Puerto Rican gentleman that I want to throw <laughs> uh, leather chaps on and a leather kind of uh, mask, like from that movie with Nick Cage. Uh, you know, what was that called? Shut I don't remember. Yeah, and then, like, you know, put put him against a, a hot chick. Yeah, I think they'd probably do that. So, yes. So you're my hookup, and you're, you're like my link into the wrestling industry. You're going to help my career take off. <laughs> now, yeah. We've actually got a question from uh, from a young lady who uh, does have a bit of a crush on you, and it might be because she is the ex-girlfriend of your opponent, Tim Dons, who submitted this question. Uh, oh, she no. wants to know yeah, if she had uh, matching tattoos on her thighs, Portraits, one of Randy Savage, and on the other thigh, a portrait of Miss Elizabeth. If, if that's a deal breaker when it comes to lovemaking, this is a legitimate thing she to, plans to do. Uh, yeah. It is not like I can't really say anything's a deal breaker besides maybe tweeting a picture of your ass to Scowl. But besides that, I don't. Really see. I'm going to tell her he said that. I, I guess there, I, guess I there's definitely a di- there's going to be a difference between. Uh, dating, like taking home to mom, and then there's a difference between just, you know, doing things with, I guess. Yeah, it's getting weird to coin the uh, the phrase from, from that season. Yeah. Oh, Lord, that, that was a wonderful season. Speaking of which, and, and your mom was actually involved in that, and so was, so was Carly's mom, if I'm not mistaken. Got yes, to take indeed. Part in that. So, uh, now... Yeah, uh, of course, Tim Don's ex-girlfriend, she does also want to profess her undying love for you for beating up her ex-boyfriend uh, on June 30th. So, well, it hasn't happened yet, and I'm sure I, there's plenty of ex-girlfriends of mine who will become huge Tim Don's fans if he happens to beat the shit out of me like he claims to. So that could be either way, but uh, uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to win it for her, but I am going to punch him in the face for her just because why not? Now, uh, earlier you mentioned Nicolas Cage, and of course we know that you're a big fan of his, and it's everybody has a different opinion. Eight, some people love him. Some eight millimeter. Him. That was the name of the movie. Eight millimeter. I forgot. That's face okay, off. Sorry. <laughs> face off has to be my favorite Nick Cage film of all time. It, it just <laughs> is. I mean, that's my absolute favorite. But somebody wants to know. Uh, of course, you're you're a guy who's savvy on the internet, and you've probably seen plenty of weird shit on the internet. Uh, of course, you've seen these pictures of entire families photoshopped to have the face of Nicolas Cage and then Photoshop to have the face of Gary Busey. So somebody's asking, in your opinion, your expert opinion, because you've seen a lot, experienced a lot, lived a lot, which family would win in a fight, the, the Buseys or the uh, Nicolas Cage's, all with Gary Busey's face or all with Nicolas Cage's face? Whoa, that is a hell of a question. It's probably the toughest question I've ever had to answer in my life. Uh, I think, all right. Because I'm imagining these families being equal in size, strength, dexterity, vitality, like, but they just have the different faces, and therefore the faces will kind of contain more of their personalities. And if that's the case, Busey, uh, if it was Busey 80s to 90s, like I'm talking Lethal Weapon Point Break, I'm gonna go Busey. But if it's like today, this very day, I think Busey's a little too out of it, and Cage is just hitting like top echelon of insanity. So if it's today, it's Cage. If it's back in the day, it's Busey. All right. So there we go. There we go. So I don't know. I, I got I to stick Gary Busey on that one. But I don't know. He creeps me out inherently more than Nicolas Cage. 
Uh, of course, yeah, but like, I'm, I've been that. reading Busey's tweets, and now that he's doing The Apprentice, he seems to have gone soft a little bit. Maybe like I did, according to Tim Dons. But, uh, no, he seems a little <laughs> softer, and he's tweeting about love and stuff like that. And that's not the Gary Busey I want to know. I want the Gary Busey yeah, that's, like, on a, on a beach talking shit to Turtle. Because he's a crap <laughs> on entourage, like, just being nuts. That's my Gary Busey. Oh, yeah, Gary... Gary Busey in his prime, absolutely the best. Uh, now, we do have a question. Now, of course, you, uh, you've you got such a reputation for being a fighter and a lover as well. Uh, we have this question now. Somebody wants to know, and his name is Luke Hudson, uh, if you believe that Luke Hudson can treat Caitlin better than you ever did. Uh, that's the Les Bonin fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, honest, honest answer. Um, yes, and here's why. Because I have zero ability to grow a mustache. Like I can't do it if my life depended on it. I, there's no way I can grow a mustache, no matter what. You grow a Mexican mustache, like one of those weak. No, not even. It's barely even that. But uh, Luke Hudson has got a womb broom on him, and I know how much Caitlin loves mustaches. So, yeah. Yeah. So that explains why that might happen. That explains why that romance fell off with absolutely zero explanation whatsoever. One minute she's accompanying you to ring, the next minute Spanish. Next minute you're in a bathroom with Johnny Curtis. I don't understand what happened <laughs> in between. Not walking the Uh Well, what happened was uh, they ripped away the storylines off NXT Redemption. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> so, There's no actual explanation. Yeah, so, I, I was hoping for another yeah. feud between you and you and Percy o- over Caitlin because I did catch her obsessively staring at Percy's junk, uh, as you know, uh, which is sad because I'm actually I cared so much about NXT that I added it to my recaps rotation on my website, and if you look yourself up or Caitlin up or Johnny Curtis up, boom, there's my site and like 50 pictures from NXT of you guys. Uh, but yeah. yeah, apparently she was she was looking at Percy's junk, and I thought that's where it was going next. Uh, quite frankly. Uh, hey, now, who's, who's, to say? Yeah. who's to say? Now, question for you from a guy who uh, is on the show. He's sort of lurking in the background in the depths of hell. Uh, he wants to know <laughs> if you're a Chris Benoit guy. Uh, look, I'm trying to work in this business still so at some point, <laughs> so I'm not going to touch that thing. Yeah. <laughs> got you, got you. Quite a shame. Hey, I'll take it as a yes, an undercover yes. Hidden yes. That's not, that's not a yes. Just give me a wink. It's a maybe. It's a fifth amendment. Use more code. So, DM now, the, uh, the yeah. next question wants to know, and, you know, of course, we're running low on time, uh, and I think this might be one of our, our last questions, uh, unless Johnny has a, a few he wants to throw up. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to turn it over to Johnny. Johnny, uh, you've been sort of uh, in the background there. What, what do you want to ask uh, Michael Hutter? I've been actually touching myself because of the fact that uh, we're on the line with Bateman. I'm very excited. Yeah, um, why does that happen every time that, that he's here? Last time it was Ashlyn who did that, I believe. <laughs> it was, yes, it was. Derek, I wanted to know if you'd be willing to share the uh, the bridesmaid story with Maxine that you mentioned on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess I can briefly gloss over it. It's not as a... Basically, all right, we're in Austin, Texas, and it's a crazy town. But we're at this, uh, this bar, and there's no one there. And it's like, wow, there's nobody here. And the guy's like, hey, man, at midnight, this place usually gets kicking. I'm like, all right, so we're sitting there. It's like not for a second after midnight did that clock strike 12. Boom, that place was flooded, and there was people everywhere. And it was like a Sunday night. 
and it was insanity. I'm like, well, oh, that guy, this is wild. And uh, a wedding party comes in, and uh, it was an Asian woman and a Jewish man and, like, just a, a variety of ethnicity and just, like, you know, a lot of personnel, like, a good culture just get together. Like, it was crazy. Like, oh, wow, you know, humanity could work. Look at everyone getting along. And uh, there was this woman at the bar who was talking to me, and she says, Oh, you know, hey, yeah, we're here for this wedding, and uh, I'm the bride's best friend. And I'm like, oh, you're the bride's best friend. Like, why aren't you in the bridal party then? And then she, like, she's like, what? What? And, like, leaves. And then, uh, like, it could have been a minute later or two minutes later, bride taps me on the shoulders and just starts cussing at me, saying, I didn't get married on a <laughs> Sunday because I'm cheap. I didn't get married on Sunday. I got married on Sunday because I'm a because I'm Jewish. I'm like, what are you talking about, woman? <laughs> like, so she's like trying to fight me. Were they drunk? I mean, I'm sure they were having a wedding, so they were probably a little yeah. off the rock. Just <laughs> late. Who was not a bridesmaid just goes up and buries me. Just talks a bunch of smack to the bride who comes and tries to fight me. And then like her <laughs> husband's like stepping in, and he's like, I don't know what's going on, man. I'm sorry, and I'm like. It was, it was just weird. I mean, there's more to the story, and there's like some more humor involved, but that's basically the gist of it. So. I'm probably never <laughs> did you, uh, did you get married, a... but yeah. I want them to be at my wedding. Who? Yeah. Uh, everybody. I want. I want Derek. The, I want Jew- the Jewish lady. The Jewish lady. I want them all at my wedding if I ever get married. Well, Derek, no. did you get a uh, gas station hot dog that day to make up for it for the bad night? Uh, was it that day? I probably did. I don't know. Like you know how you have to eat low carb, right, on the road, maybe? Yeah. So sometimes you got to <laughs> yeah. go, like, you can only eat so much beef jerky. So sometimes you need that, like, source of fat with, like, minimal protein, but at least there's some animal proteins in it. You know what I'm talking about, Landon. So, yeah, probably had a guess. Of course, yeah. The shirtless, Twitter, the shirtless Twitter photos that we got to take, I mean, it's important. Yeah. So, got to look clean. Yeah. No I'm going to try to fast this finger around this this one to you. Uh, uh, this one actually coming from Shawnee himself. Did you cry when Sakamoto left Tampa, one of, one of your fellow fired guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't cry because I don't cry often. But uh, <laughs> it was sad to see him go because, like, Sakamoto, he he was really funny. And uh, some of the stuff, like, him and Nemeth would do together, especially his, like, promos and character ideas, was, like, oh, some of the funniest stuff I've maybe seen uh, in a while. And uh, So they really are buddies, it's so- then. It's not just the story, man. Yeah, we, no, we we were thinking that that was yeah. where they were going, is putting them as a tag team, and then or, or a gay couple them too. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's to say? I mean, it is what it is. It's whatever. It's whatever. I don't want to get into that. But yeah, Sakamoto, sad to see him go. But I know he'll just go to Japan, and they have wrestling over there too. Imagine that, and I'm sure he'll do just fine. So, all right. Well, we're about to come to a close. Michael Hunter, thank you Sadly. for coming out. Um, we, we'd love to talk to you or have you on anytime you'd like once again. There's so much more to discuss. Yeah, well, we didn't even get through everything. Yeah. I feel, I feel honestly, because uh, I was in that class and I came out about 30 minutes later and, like, we have so much to talk about that maybe I come back next week and we finish it. Oh, next week will be great because uh, a friend of yours, Audrey Marie, or Ashley Miller, as she's now being called, is going to be here. Is she? Well, that's great news. I mean, like, you know, it'll be amazing. I'll, I'll, because, like, right now I'm in my car, I'm on my phone because I expected to be in my, you know, my home and my little office with my my setup. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, if she's coming on, I don't want to take her 
spot. But uh, well, no, I mean, yeah, we'll figure it out. We can have a fire guy party if you want. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Don't tell her I'm coming, and I'll just swing by. We'll surprise her, yes. All right, sounds, sounds good. Right. Thanks a lot, Michael. Thanks a lot, everybody who called in and was a part of this show. We have a special little promo feature for you guys tonight, uh, of course, from uh, Michael's challenger, Count Freddy. Thanks <laughs> a lot, guys. Are you ready for heart-stopping action? Prepare yourself for the match of a lifetime. This Sunday at the Hoboken YMCA, Count Freddy takes on his arch rival, Derek Baker. You are a very bad wrestler. This Sunday, experience the thrills and chills as the Tard from Transylvania takes on Mr. America himself in a life or death cage match. I'm going to beat you in the ring, Derek, and then I'm going to kiss your girlfriend on the lips. So don't miss out on this once in a lifetime event on Sunday. Sunday! Sunday! <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, peace out. Really As a good. matter of fact, actually, we do have one more uh, one more clip for you, actually, because uh, we, we looked this up just for you, actually, and, and we found a, a great song to end this show. Slow it down and move a little too fast. Take a deep breath and make it fast. You will be the best days of your life, your life, your life. Forgot my bag. <laughs> was that me? Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, that was you. That was you, got you singing that, that horrible song. <laughs> that should be when your new song. Sing that? Uh, actually, when you got eliminated from NXT. NXT 4. Oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my life. <laughs> the, mind, the mind glosses over painful memories. But, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, I uh, thanks a lot. Uh, oh, what? Yeah. Anytime, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Oxnick.